All right. Um, before I get into the message, I had talked to um, the team this morning, but I want to give this, um, read this for you guys too. Um, I have a friend who uh, basically has, has a prophetic ministry overseas uh, in the UK, and I was talking with him, and he gave, a, uh, gave Sarah and I a prophetic word about a year ago, right around a year ago, and um, we were in a transition point, and I just changed jobs, and he, he basically kind of gave me words. He said, God's going to increase you, increase you, increase you, in every, and especially in your finances, um, and you, you're never going to go back to a place that you were before, and it's never, you're never going to stop increasing. Um, and he said it's going to be um, a, a major increase in your finances. And so I've just been talking with him for the last year and letting him know um, where we were, you know, what God was doing, because he, you know, a friend of mine said, he goes, you know, a lot of times when somebody gives a word to somebody, if it doesn't come true, they'll let them know what happened and when it didn't happen and how it didn't happen when it was supposed to happen. But he goes, rarely do you ever, does the person who gives that word hear back from that person when it does happen. So he said, encourage, encourage that person. When they give you a word, encourage that person in, hey, this is, man, God just did this in my life. And so I was just talking with him, and I've been talking with him for the last couple of months. And I just, uh, Friday, Thursday or Friday, I was talking with him. And I just said, you know, I'm letting him know where God is increasing us. I said, man, God's doing this in our life. And, and he, um, he just responded, and he said, um, he was encouraging me a little bit more, but he said this. He goes, as I was writing this, the Holy Spirit said, there's a sound of abundance of rain. First Kings 18, if you guys know that chapter at all, um, basically God tells the people of Israel to dig ditches to uh, be able to hold that rain because they had a drought. And he said, I'm sending rain, but dig the ditches so you can, you can um, gather that rain. Because when you don't have ditches and the water comes, it just rushes through and, and it's gone. Um, he says, get ready, prepare the people, see yourself leading a fresh move of God. The fresh rain of God is coming to Michigan, and he's looking f- for a thirsty people to saturate. And he goes, I believe we are all can- you guys are all candidates. He's looking not just for churches, but communities to saturate with the rain of his spirit. Prepare, prepare get the people ready. It's coming, it's coming like a flood. And, and I believe that, you know what, God places people in certain areas and certain times and and to um, to change places, to change cities, to change, to change towns, to change people's lives. And I believe God has done that in this area. And I believe that, you know, we just hold on to that word. We believe that word. And we believe God is going to do something major and um, drastic in this town and in this area to change the way people look at God. Because a lot of people look at God as just that guy upstairs that we go and visit once a week. And... Um, and then we go home, and then we go back and visit him the next week, and then we go home. And um, that's not who God is. So let's pray. I think we need that today. Father, we just thank you for this day. God, we just thank you for uh, what you're going to do today, God. Just the, the transformation you're going to do in our lives and in, in our hearts, God. And we expect nothing but transformation today. God, we expect change. God, that we just, anything that is contrary to the way that you are, God, in our belief system, God, that you change it to, to line up with who you are, God, to understand your goodness and your kindness and your love towards us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So I was, um, I've been thinking about this for the last couple of weeks, and God gave me a word for somebody else about this, and I, was, um, I gave it to him. But God, then God started to kind of give me a download of, of um, a message for this. And I've got a couple of questions I need to ask you guys first. How many of you guys love old movies? 
my wife and the daughter don't raise their hands. My daughter's looking at me like, don't you bring those home anymore. Um, I watch old movies. My kids are like, this is so boring. It's in black and white. You know, they're like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, this is great. And, and don't get me wrong. There's some really bad movies that were made in, the, in black and white. It's like, really? I can't believe they made this. And there's some really bad movies made from, like, the 70s all the way through the 90s. Most of the movies made in that time were really, really awful. Um, especially some of the... the uh, Tom Cruise movies back in the 80s were really, really bad. Um, but, you know, I was, I was thinking about this, and, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I like old movies. God just kind of brought that to my mind. I'm like, yeah, I like old movies. I mean, who doesn't like A Wonderful Life, you know? We like A Wonderful Life at Christmas time. You know, we like, uh, you know, White Christmas. We, we like all these old movies, you know, because... You know, as grow, growing up, a lot of us, we either, our parents watched them or our grandparents watched them. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, we, we remember those because it's just kind of the, the thing. So I have a lot of old movies. I have a lot of old colored movies. I have a lot of old black and white movies. So, uh, you know, I was just thinking about it. And, you know, you watch the old black and white movies and you're like, okay, yeah, I can get this. And it's, you know, it's like, okay, this is, this is really, uh, this is good. But then you ever watch the colored version of it? And they they basically change it, and they and you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't look like the color I would um, have for it. And it's like they they vibrant colors, and they're so over exaggerated. And you're like, why is that so bright? And so what they do is they take that old black and white movie, and they have to kind of guess what it would look like, and they and they add this color here and this color here, and and um, one of the, my favorite movies to watch is. Um, Oh, what is that? I can't even, I, the name just left me right now. Um, Holiday Inn, there we go. It's 1942. It's, you know, a classic war movie um, from the World War II. And I've got it in both color and black and white. And I'm, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, yeah, because I always, if I ever buy a movie like that, always watch it the black and white first. Because I want to see what it looked like originally when people saw it in the theaters. I'm kind of a movie buff, so um, bear with me on this. And then when I'm done watching it, in color, I go back and I watch it, or when I watch it in black and white, I go back and watch it in color, and I'm like, okay, you know, and, and so many times you watch those movies that they've tried to colorize, and it's like super exaggerated colors, like the green is as bright as, you know, is like neon green, and they don't have um, a true sense of what it would look like, because they didn't, when they colorized them, they didn't really have a good idea of what it was, so they have to just kind of go from their best um, understanding of what they had. So there's something cool about old black and white movies. We we like watching them because they're you know there's some really good ones and and again there's some really stupid bad ones that are like how I, I can't believe I actually watched this. I was watching a movie yesterday and my my wife and kids are like why are you watching this? There's that one channel on TV that has like the uh, it's and it's not even like you know, the, the classic movie channel. It's like they have one free channel on TV that has like a lot of the older movies on it. And, and I'm watching, I'm like, this is pretty good. My kids and my wife are like, this is the stupidest movie I've ever seen. I mean, it's, it's classic seventies, you know, bad, cheesy movies. And, and, um, but I'm watching these color movies and I'm watching the black and white movies. And there's something that these black and white movies don't have besides color. (laughs) They, they lack vibrancy they lack texture they lack a lot of things that we see on a daily basis that we take for granted you know the the black and white movies they you can see it and it's like 
but you're like, what does it look like? Because you always in your mind you're trying to figure out what the color is, and and um, it's like, oh my gosh! And then when you see the the colorized version version of it, and you're like, oh, okay, so it was pink. Yeah, you know, you're thinking it's like blue or something like that, and it's it's definitely a different color. But they lack vibrancy. They lack texture. They lack um, a lot of of detail to it that we can't pick up in the black and white shadowing different things like that we don't pick up unless we see it in the colorized version so a lot of the old movies when they when they first started coming out with color uh, movies they didn't know how to do it right so everything was again like neon bright and it was just blinding you and the skin texture was really bad and the color their clothes colors were super bright you know and they look like Braden's little uh, jumpsuit there and and um they were they were just so over exaggerated but <laughs> but i started to think about this guy kind of said he goes you know what in 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 your life the the colors are bold and vibrant and, and in our lives as christians the God, the colors in our life should be bold and vibrant and it it made me start to think that sometimes we don't even realize our walk with God is in black and white. It becomes so second nature to us, we start to see him in black and white and not see him in color and for who he is and every um, tone that he has and every color and every saturated part of his character. And and so many times we we look at, we watch a movie, and sometimes we don't even realize that we're lo- seeing in color because it's, we're just so used to it that... Sometimes our walk with God just becomes black and white. It's just this or this. And it's, we don't actually go past and, and see who he is and see his, um, his character, his vibrancy of, of his character and, the, and the, the, the tones that he paints in our life. You know, uh, if you talk to a painter, they're, gonna, they're not, you have black and white painters and you have color painters. And, and the people who paint in color, they, they, they don't just, any of you guys watch Bob Ross? Yeah. Gotta love Bob Ross. Paint a little cloud over here. Um, only a few of you got that, sorry. I grew, up, I grew up watching Bob Ross on TV when I was a kid. But, um, you know, they, they paint with multiple colors. They don't just paint with one blue. They don't paint with, with one color of, of purple. They paint with multiple colors. They, they mix those colors up. They mix it, make different uh, hues and different tones and that's how god does that in our life he doesn't just go oh by the way you're blue and splash blue on us he he when he paints something in our life or colorizes something in our life it, it's not just one tone it's multiple tones multiple depths to give to give our lives depth and, and for when people look at us to see man there's nothing it's not just this color in their life it's a depth of color in our life so Sometimes we see black and white with our relationship with God. Sometimes we, we look at God and say, this is who he is and this is just how it is, without exploring anymore. And in black and white movies, they, they lack a lot of things. Black and white lacks a lot of things. It's very, very simple and easy to see, but it, it lacks a lot of different things in our life. Um, when we don't have a vibrancy in our relationship with God and people in the body of Christ, people from the outside start to look, and it looks like boringness to them. For my kids, boring is watching black and white movies. Unless it's Christmas movies, then they're okay with it because they're in the Christmas mood. 
or the Andy Griffith Show, which is, you know, I think we've worn some of those CDs uh, or those DVDs out there, literally just like, you know, grooves worn in them from uh, the, the laser watching them over and over and over. But my kids hate black and white movies. I have a bunch of old war movies and different things like that that are in black and white. And my kids are like, oh my gosh, I cannot stand this. This is so boring, Dad. And I'm like, this is a good movie. Shut your face, you know. And, uh, and they're like, can we watch something else? Or I'll be watching a movie. And Lana will stand. And she goes, are you still watching this? I'm like, yeah. She's like, when are you going to be done? I'm like, when it's over? She's like, Because oh. she wants to watch something in color that has th- that. Because... She's never grown up with, she, you know, her age, she's never had black and white movies. You know, I grew up watching, my parents grew up watching all black and white movies. You know, when my dad was born, that's, you know, in the early 50s is when they first started having color movies. And now, you know, everything's in color, except for a few movies that they decide to do in black and white. But um, when we don't have a vibrant relationship with God, when we don't start to see the, the colors that God has for us in, in our relationship with him, and in the people in the body of Christ that we have around us, it does look boring to people. Ugh. It's like our kids saying, oh, I don't want to watch a black and white movie. This is boring. This is, there's nothing to it. I don't like it. I want to see color. I want to see crazy people running through the, the, the screen, and, and I, want, I want loud, obnoxious things. And, and God is not boring. God is not... God is not this person who just sits there and says, oh, by the way, here, here you go, and, and lets, us, lets us go in a black and white world. God brings life to what he, he is involved in. God brings life, and everything he touches, life happens. Color happens. You know, th- we look at this mural around us, and it's not black and white. There's multiple colors. There's multiple uh, different things in it that give us texture, give us shading, give us Different things that we can look and go, oh, okay, there's blues, there's red, there's greens, there's multiple colors that we can look and say, oh, this gives it depth. It gives it something that we can are attracted to. But a lot of people look at God and say, oh, it's so boring. When we, look, when we live a black and white relationship with God, people look at it and go, this is so boring. I don't want this. And what they think is this, is if I, have to, if I have to go to church and I have a relationship with God, it's going to be boring. It's going to be black and white, and I'm going to live a boring existence because then I can't have fun. A relationship with God and a relationship with people in the body, if, if, if it's boring for you, we need to evaluate what is, how we are viewing that through the lens that we view, through our glasses, through however we see, how are we viewing that relationship? Like, Mercy is is allergic to boring conversation. I found that out. I didn't realize that. She's she's allergic to boring conversation. And, but I I thought about that when I was was writing this out, and and that's really, people from outside, if they don't see, if they see you living a black and white relationship with God and not allowing him to put his, the colors that he paints with in our life, they're going to look and go, man, I don't want to do this. They're, they're boring. They're no fun. I have, to st- I have to quit doing everything I want to do, and I just have to go to church, and I have to chant this five times a day and read my Bible and, and uh, sing songs that make no sense to me, and, and I can't listen to the music I want, and I can't have the friends I want, and I have to stop living. 
But that's not who God is. God doesn't say, hey, I've come to give you life now. Take away everything that you want to do and have a a desire to do, and you can't do it because now you're a Christian. I mean, to be honest with you, that'd be boring. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, by the way, I love you, and you accept me as Savior, and then you didn't read the fine print. Now I am taking away everything you love to do. Yeah. But that's how the world sees us when we live a black and white existence with God. Well, I just can't have fun. They're boring. If you're a boring person, I'm sorry. My, my kids tell me I'm boring all the time, but I'm not. My wife says she's fun. And, um, but my kids are like, Dad, these movies are so boring. And they're, they're like, oh, this is boring, Dad. Why do you have to do this? And I'm like, because I want to. Um, but but if, we, if we walk out our existence with God as black and white and not allowing who he is to show through us, people are going to see a black and white ex- a walk with God. They're going to see a black and wa- white Christian lifestyle. And they're going to be like, I don't want to do this. This is boring. This is stupid. I've got to give up everything I want and I can't have fun because then I got to go to church and chant and sing all the weird songs and, and all the other stuff. Song of Solomon's 2.4. I remember singing this song when I was a little kid in, in church and um, this was one of the, the, it says, he's brought me to a, a, his large room for eating and his colors, his banner over me is love. I remember, I, I grew up Baptist, so if you guys ever, you know, there's always those songs that you sing that his banner over me is love. And what I was thinking is, is his colors over me. When the, the children of Israel left Egypt, they had their banners so everybody could know where they were. We're talking three million people here. You don't just walk through three million people and go, uh, Mom, Dad, you don't do that because if you get turned around in three million people. We're talking, we're talking um, three Grand Rapids all piled up in a group walking through the desert. Grand Rapids is like uh, just under a million people. And we're talking three of that going through the desert. You don't, if you get lost, you don't just find your way back really easily. So each tribe had a banner carried on a big stick, big pole, and it would have a banner. It would have colors. It would have a, a symbol. And they could see where they were so they could go find if they, got, if they came back from war, if they came back from gathering food, whatever it was, they could look for that banner and say, oh, okay, I belong to this tribe. I'm going over here, and I'm going to line up with those colors. <laughs> so it says that he brings me to his large room for eating, his, his banquet table. And it says his, his colors over me are love. If, if we're not living a vibrant relationship with God with vibrant colors in our life, how is the world going to see this? They're just going to see, oh, I've got to come here. I've got to do this. I've got to quit doing this. I've got to say this. I've got to act this, this way, and I've got to live this way in order for me to be right with God. You know what they call that? That's called externalizing God. I have to do what's right in order to be right with God. God doesn't say that. God, he says, if you've accepted me as Lord, you are now right before me. You don't have to do anything to please me. So when we live a black and white existence, we, we portray to people a black and white God. Well, he's just boring. I'm going to give up what I have to give up. I'm going to do what I, ha- I have to do to make him happy. I'm going to be this person, say the right things in order to be right with God. 
And when we live that existence, people think that's how they have to live. Do you guys know the coat of many colors, Joseph and his coat of many colors? We all kind of, if you grow up in the church, you always heard that. And I was reading that again, and if you do a search for color in the Bible, there's not a lot, don't there's like 12 verses, so you can do a search, but you're not really going to find a lot. But Joseph, his father, because he, Benjamin, Joseph and Benjamin are two brothers from a, a, one mother that she couldn't have children, and then she had Joseph, and then she had Benjamin. And Joseph was so loved because he was a gift from God that his father, who loved him so much, made him a coat of many colors. And we always see in the little Bible books, you know, those little hardcover books that went, went door to door back in the 80s that you, you bought. Um, you see him and he's got like three stripes here and three stripes here. And it looks really cool. But they actually say that the coat was like around half inch strips, multiple colors, half inch strips. I mean, we're talking like, you know, a light bright of coats uh, there. And sorry, random 80s reference there for you. But. Joseph's coat of many colors is a representation of God in our life. And and I want you guys to see this. His father loved him so much that he gave him every color he possibly could. You know, they didn't have like the Crayola pack back then. So they had some basic colors. But he gave him a coat that was so colorful, so vibrant, that his brothers hated him for it. Because he was loved so much. He was loved so much that his father said, I'm going to give you every color I can possibly think of and put it together and give it to you as a token of my love for you. We have a father who gives us garments of color too. It says that we sit at his banquet table and his colors over me are love, is love. So he brings us vibrant things. You know, when a painter paints, they don't just they, they don't go, well, I'm just going to use this color and this color. They look at the paints and they say, what do I want to paint with? They don't just go and grab two. They, they think about what they're going to do. They think about how they're going to paint and they say, you know what? I want it to be pink. I want to have yellows. I want to have whatever it is. And they start to paint with it. And then they start to change things and they add textures to it and they add more colors and different hues and different tones to it to, to create something that is so vibrant and so jumps off the page or off the canvas to you that you're like, man, I never saw that coming when they started to paint that. Like my girls will paint stuff. Layla will paint things. And I, and I see her starting to paint things and it's like, I don't understand where it's at. She's like, I know where it's going. She'll tell you like, I'm like, well, why don't you try? No, she goes, I understand what I'm, I see in my head and I'm going to paint that. And she does some amazing, you know, she, we get her the little 12 inch canvases and she paints on those. But she has an idea in her head what color she wants to use, what tones she wants to use, what textures. She's painting some weird thing. I'm like, I don't understand. What is this? And she's like, I understand. And then when she's done, I'm like, oh. And you start to see each layer of paint that she puts on it, the, the, the depth that she puts into it to be able to give it texture, to be able to give it tone, to, get, to be able to represent something. And she, by the time she's done painting, I'm like, oh, now I get it. I didn't see the little lines here and the lines here and this, this. But now I see what you're painting. Now I see what you're doing. And I believe that in our life, if we live in a black and white existence with God, 
people are only going to see that black and white. But we need to allow God to choose the colors, choose the textures, choose the hues, and allow him to paint in our life, color our lives with something that is so attractive to people. You know, Joseph and his little coat running around, you had to see him out in the field. I mean, you know, all the rest of them are wearing tans and browns, and he's running around in this neon coat, basically running through the field, and his father could see him when he, where he was. And his father created that because he, he loved him. He gave him color because, because he loved him. And, and God does the same thing. He gives us, he paints with colors. He gives us certain colors in the canvas of our life and in, the, in, the, in our walk with God that say, man, I don't quite understand where that's going, but then he adds another color, adds another uh, hue to it, texture to it, and, and it gives us depth. You guys ever watch The Wizard of Oz? Uh, 1942, I believe. Um, but The Wizard of Oz, it's funny because it's all black and white and, and, and Dorothy's got her dog in the... In the yep, Toto. And then the neighbor's like... Dun, 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 you know, and, and, and driving down the road and... And, um, and it's, you know, she's... You, you see the characters, you, you see the, the, the farm, you see the, the road, you see the, you know, the, the different wagons and different things like that, and it's black and white, and then you know, she's running, and, and Toto comes back, and she's crying, and, and it's a twister, it's a twister, you know, all that stuff, and he's running around. And, and then all of a sudden, the house is taken up, and then she lands, and she opens the front door, and what is it? It's color. And it's bold, and it's over-exaggerated, and it's... You know, their greens are like, you know, blinding you green. And, you know, it looks like you found a, a, a leprechaun at the end of a rainbow. And, um, but it's so vibrant. It's so bold. And the colors, you know, the purple horse, it's a horse of another color. You know, it, 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 and there's, there's so bright and so bold that, that when people come to Christ, they need to walk through that door and not black and white. It needs to be vibrant. It needs to be bold. It needs to be, man, these people love God and they're crazy too. And they like to have fun. And so many times they walk through and it's the exact same thing they've walked out of. And we have to, we have to be people who are, are vibrant and not like, well, you know, this is how God is and this is, what I, this is what you have to do and you have to do this and you have to do this. And, well, you know, if you don't tithe, you can't afford not to tithe and it's like bullcrap. You know what? You know, there's so many rules that, that, that new Christians come in and people that, that want, are, have, want to have a relationship with God, but man takes these rules and says, oh, by the way, these are the black and white rules you have to live by. And if you don't live by those, God's not going to be happy with you. And God says, I'm happy with you because you're my child. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to act a certain way. You don't have to say anything the right way. I'm happy with you because you're my child. And so when, when people are coming to Christ and they open that door and there's nothing but black and white, what is there for them? But they need to step through that door and there's little people running around. <laughs> And, and they're, they're happy and their colors are vibrant and that, the, and that everything is full color, full texture, full hued, and you can see who God is. My wife's loving this right now. So, so we, we spend more time trying to 
tell people how to, to have a, a walk with God and tell them, well, you need to do this. You know, as, as, soon as, you, uh, as soon as you get saved, it's like, oh, you got saved today? Hey, you need to start doing 15-minute devotions every morning. They're like, I don't even know what devotion means. Or you need to do this. Or you need to come to church every week. And you need to be at this service, this service, and this service. And they're like, I'm still getting high and drunk on the weekends. I don't even know if I'm going to make it to Sunday. So I can't guarantee you that I'm going to even be there. But I love God. I've watched people drunk off their butt and said, I love God. They do love God. And, God's like, and we're all like, well, you need to stop this. And you need to stop this. And they're like, well, these are black and white rules I have to live by. And God's like, you know what? I'm not even concerned about that right now. I'm working on their character. I'm working on something else. I'm working on their, the, that they want to kill somebody. I'm working on something else. But we're all like, well, you have to stop this and you have to stop this. And God's like, bring them, into the, bring them through the door into the full color and I will work on them. But we spend more time saying, well, you've got to live black and white rules. But God's full of color and he loves you. A walk with Christ should be vibrant, it should be beautiful, but it shouldn't be crazy. My, my wife's having way too much fun today. But, um, so many times we spend our time trying to help people. Well, you just need to stop this. And if you, do, if you stop doing this and you start doing this, God's gonna, it'll be good. And God's like, you know, I need you to come through the door, walk into the life that I have for you, and then spend time with me. Yes, I will help you with the, the, the getting high and getting drunk thing. I will stop the, the murder in your heart. But we, that's not for us to do. Our job is to lead people into a vibrant relationship with God that's full of color, full of tones and textures and hues that they go, man, this is awesome. You ever looked at a painting and go, this is like the stupidest thing I ever saw because it doesn't make sense. But then you looked at another painting and you're like, totally get where this guy's coming from. You look at something in black and white, and you're like, I just don't see it. But then you look at it uh, in color, and it's like, wow. I was looking at um, some really old photos from the Civil War that they colorized. And it was Lincoln and uh, two other guys, and they're all standing like this with their hand in the, I don't understand that, but um, they're standing with their hand in their, their jacket like this. And, and I looked at the black and white, and I was looking at the color version of it, and I'm like, really over-exaggerated. The blues are like really super bright, and... and um, you know, the grass is like, you know, astroturf green. And I'm looking at it going, man, it's over-exaggerated. Because the person who colorized that wanted the people to see what was going on in there. We, we see the old pictures, and I was looking at some old pictures of, um, if you guys ever watched World War II in color, I love that. <laughs> One person, thank you. Um, but... Our relationship with God should not be that black and white. It should be vibrant, bold colors. And that vibrant, bold color is what attracts people to God. Our relationship with God should be bold, should be vibrant, should be full of color. His banner over us is love. His, the colors over us is love. And I think we need to start to live out that life. Because unless we live out that life, the people around us are just going to see somebody who just goes to church and says amen and hallelujah and raises their hands and, 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 and says prayer. And, and that's what we're not, we're not called to be that person. We're called to be people who love God, are excited about God, have a vibrant walk with God, and 
for us to show that walk with other people instead of a, a black and white existence of don't do this and do this. And that's just rules that man's made to create a, a structure for people who don't have rules and structure in their life. And I'm not saying go get high and drunk after church tonight by any means. But I'm saying is when someone wants to come to Christ, why are we giving them black and white? Why are we giving them rules and regulations and, and everything they shouldn't do instead of all the things that God wants to do for them and they should, they should have a relationship with God? We spend more time trying to regulate ourselves into looking good to people. Well, I can't do this in front of somebody because if, if I say that, it might be upsetting to them. Or if I, if I, if I look this way, I don't want to look this way. And, and so many times God's just like, I don't care. You're, you're a little weird anyway, especially the ones on the front row. Um, guys are, God looks at us and says, you're all weird, but I love you. Every one of us is not going to get along with each other. Every one of us does not have the, does not have the, the, um, the perfect attitude toward each other. But you know what? God says, you know what? Together you are a coat of many colors. Our church should be vibrant community of colors so that way when people see us, it's like, that's really cool. I want to go see what that is. I want to be part of that. So as we start to go out this week, think about, okay, what am I being black and white with, with people who are outside of the church, people who don't know God, people who haven't been to church in a while, am I looking black and white to like, I just got to go do this or don't do this? And and God's just like, I want a relationship with you before anything else. It's funny because a lot of times we take the job of the Holy Spirit and telling them what to do and what not to do. Well, you can't do this, but you should do this. And and God's like, "Um, my job, hello, my job. So be vibrant, be that, be that coat of many colors that attracts people to God and not the person that says, well, if you come to church, you're going to have to do this. In a relationship with God, you can't do this, you can't do this. And you got to fast, and they're like, what's fast? You can't eat, well, I don't, I'm going to eat. So as you go out this week, just you know, pray, ask God, say, God, where am I being black and white? Where am I being black and white to a, a world that needs vibrant colors, that needs a picture painted in their lives that's full of color. Let's pray.